Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Happy New Year. This is a quick and dirty podcast recording of our annual New Year's focus card draw. And what comes up is a bit loony. And we would love to know what your take is on this particular reading for 2022. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Tarot Podcast or email us tarotpodcast at gmail.com. Happy New Year, Miss Indera. I'm shuffling cards. What are you doing? I'm trying to figure out which one to shuffle first. I have here the tarot of the pandemic, in pandemic and revolution, which just came out from the pneumatic press. This is our down and dirty 2022 card card draw podcast. So it, it, it won't have the the luxurious and expert and perfect production values of all of our other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm in the story through Stone Museum right now, which I just remembered it doesn't always have very stable internet. So I apologize for that. There's a bit of cutting in and out. But here we are. The candle is lit. I'm shuffling the major arcana. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Oh, you go first. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Every day I'm shuffling. Every day I'm shuffling. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I have drawn La Luna, the moon. Oh, snap. Yeah, and it snap. looks snappy because there's two, um, in this particular deck, the two wolves uh i think they're usually dogs in the uh rider weight and uh, other ones but these ones maybe one is a wolf and the other one looks more like a german shepherd sort of dog and they're facing each other right in each other's eyes and the moon is overhead it looks like it's wearing a beautiful necklace almost that's shining down into the waters all right what's okay what's your first impression with the moon card <clears throat> and this is a card we're pulling for the whole year sort of an overarching theme for this new year mm, so my first gut reactions is is facing things facing facing the wilder versions of ourselves um for good or ill you know uh, that wild part uh, it's like the civilized part meeting that wild part again, and the uh, and mouths are open towards the reflection of the moonlight. So I'm taking that as a as a juicy metaphor that I don't I don't yeah I'll need some time to interpret that. But I love this the the it's like the tongues are right there licking the light of the moon in the reflected waters. Mm. See. Okay, so the moon in general, like I love the 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 classic with the lobster, and it's it's just bizarre. It's just super weird. It's one of the it's the yeah. most, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, bizarre David Lynchian kind of things. Which is, you know, that's the director that kind of comes to mind with the moon because mm -hmm. there's a lot of like subconscious stuff starts coming up. Um, but the thing that I'm just going to straight up say when I was like, oh, snap, 
the moon is because at the beginning of the year, especially there's, you know, you want your path to be clear. You know, people are making plans. People make, you know, resolutions as crazy as that is. Um, but the, the moon isn't really like your path is not clear. I mean, that's kind of the point is illusions and not quite knowing what to do next, um, facing fears, just unconscious and trust. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the, you know, that's the kind of heads side of it. And mm -hmm. the tail side of it is even <laughs> more like, so I guess what I'm saying is if, if you're craving a clear direction and a smooth path, <laughs> the moon is not gonna be your buddy. It's about letting go of a lot of that. So if what you want is one thing, the moon is saying, mm, not so much. Yeah, it's interesting. And in this particular card, it looks like the moon has a pathway in the water, but the, you know, it's all squiggly. It's like, it almost looks like the lines of an earthquake uh, moving up and down, but, you know, in a path uh, formation. So it's, it has its own direction and its own clarity, but it's as true to life. So often of the time it's, it's, it may not always be obvious <laughs> what that is. So interesting. Yeah. Um, there is a reckoning of, of our wilder natures which, and I'm just riffing here because you just drew this card and it would not be the one I would have chosen. Um, like what I wanted necessarily. <laughs> so I'm not, you can tell in my voice, I'm like, can, can we maybe not? Um, can I no. go back to denial? But that idea of, um, I do think frequently about um, how we have lost, we have domesticated ourselves away from our wilder natures to the point that we can't recognize it anymore and we're offended or threatened by it when we see it in other right. people um living on an island in the middle of the pacific you know when you go out into the ocean whether you're out to swim or you're on a canoe um you absolutely need to be in tune with and and intentionally be in relationship with being in the wilderness, which the ocean is, you know, it is unpredictable. Um, you can't just take what you want. There's a whole relationship there and it can be a difficult relationship. You know what I mean? Like with waves and, um, you know, sharks that live in the ocean and things like that. So um, I do, I living here, I, I do think about that relationship to nature a little bit more keenly because I am, you know, so much more in touch with it and just have to remember that there is a wild creature within me mm -hmm. um, and to not be afraid of that, uh, to be in touch with it, but it's not societally accepted, you know, That's right. um, that has a very clear feeling in this card when I'm looking at it, it's like facing what is not acceptable whether it's to yourself to society to others and and really facing the truth of that um feels that feels really relevant to this card in these times um i've been able to pull open should i read the little poem that goes with this card um from the yeah, book absolutely um so the art was by nancy hum 
And there's a poem here by Devorah Major. The moon reflects, but does not become light. Pulling and pushing tides, treasures and trash find our shores. Sing in howls to its majesty, but do not be betrayed by madness that hearkens to truths unspoken, love unrealized. Bark in acknowledgement of moon's power, unintimidated by the dreams and nightmares it sends. Possibilities lie underneath the surface. Moon glows through the night, hiding and revealing our true selves, emotions like the tides ever changing beneath smooth waters, behind tall mountain peaks, are answers and revelations. Things are not as they seem, nor are they as they will become. Under the moon's glow, beneath the lagoon's shadow, beyond the tower's radiating messages, are truths that will not be denied. Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's after a good poem, that's a perfect thing to say. Is that, yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think that echoes a lot what our kind of uh, gut instinct was there when we when we looked at it. So I love that. Yeah, and um, oh, the moon. Um, something that's come up for me too. I mean, and again, um, the the brilliant thing about picking a card as the over, overarching reflection for the coming year um, is that we have a whole year to use it to explore. The situations in our lives um, on a daily and, and you know longer term sort of look, and mm -hmm. so I think in a, in a further podcast we'll come back and we'll talk about some resources and things that that came up from this conversation um, that people can you know our suggestions for people to explore this the meaning of this throughout the year um, as well as uh, you know getting feedback from our listeners to what you know, their suggestions are. Um, immediately what's coming up for me, uh, besides sort of like the bizarro movies of David Lynch, which I, is legit, I think something that's worth going back and checking out, but um, uh, rereading um, Women Who Run With the Wolves mm -hmm. by Clarissa mm -hmm. Pinkola Estes, um, because it is about, well, wolf obviously, but the, that um, the feminine wild, and going back to that, I think that is just a perennial, perennially amazing book um, by a really wonderful um, woman storyteller and thinker. So mm -hmm. I think her work, um, that book in particular, but also others um, different, the way we tell stories and mythology, that would be, you know, that kind of gets me stoked to be like, okay, I can explore the moon this year because I'm coming up with some things that um, I know I can still get you know, I can go back to that well and get more um, inside and more interesting creative things to work with. So, okay, the moon. <clears throat> Love it. All right. And so you have the archetype cards. Is that the um, deck that you have? Yeah, I it, typically for the last few years, we've been, I, we've chosen a major arcana and uh, it's always a random draw, just so people know we we didn't choose the moon, it, it chose us. 
Um, and we use a, um, typically a mana card, which is a Hawaiian um, set of cards with myths and stories and archetypes from the Hawaiian culture, which I absolutely love and I want to do, but I felt a really strong pull um, to pull an archetype. And that would be from, I have a couple decks, but the deck that I have out is Carolyn Mace, her deck of um, archetypes. They're just called archetype cards. I'm pretty sure they're still in print. Um, and it was definitely a huge tool in my training was to use these cards. And you know what? I don't know offhand how many there are in the deck. I imagine 60 or 70, but I'm not sure. No. It's a own special system with um, yeah for survival archetypes and um, and yeah I'm not sure what her her number system is I'd have to revisit but um, I'm excited that you're drawing this since we are the archetypal tarot podcast to draw an archetype yeah and they're um, I mean archetypes are are around all the time but I think in terms of popular culture they sort of come back in and out of fashion and they have several times and I think they might be making their way back into you know the the working with archetypes as a technology as an applied wisdom is starting to make its way back um and to deal with our projections I think is a big part of mm. um, and the moon it's making a lot of sense now that even though I already decided to do an archetype card that um because the moon is a reflected light and so this, whatever, whatever archetype comes up, um, we mm. can put that into the conversation with the archetype and situation of the moon. So um, I have shuffled many times. I have three, I've done three stacks. So Sundara, I want you to pick between one, two, and three. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of the number two. So let's do that one. Oh, interesting. It's the fool. Ah, hey. Interesting that that actually, um, and you know what, the instinctually, the one that I would have pulled, but I wanted this to be collaborative, would be the fairy godmother. So uh, <laughs> that's one for me. So the fool, which is definitely a part of, you know, the zero card of uh, the tarot, but I'll just read what's, what's written on the card. The light, the empowered attributes are fearlessly revealing emotion helping people laugh at absurdity and hypocrisy and the shadow attributes using humor to wound rather than liberate denial of your emotional truth. Mm. So the fool in the moon, um, does one mitigate the other? There's an interesting conversation to be had between, between those for sure. Um, mm. I'm, kind of glad, I'm glad it's the fool because there is, something that is i can take really seriously about the moon because it's a little spooky there's a little superstition there um <laughs> the, fool, the fool is a nice mitigating factor there in in terms of don't let yourself be fooled you know what i mean um and don't fake take don't crunch down on things and take them so seriously that you know you're missing the point or you're not you're not open enough to the reflection of that uh of the moon so I, I dig that. That's like a handy one. I'm glad it wasn't a vampire. Um, <laughs> right. That would have been scary, especially yeah, the moon as well. Um, but I, I'm seeing, um, I got the image of the fool um, archetype card up and next to the moon here. And the moon is like a big, 
round circle, like the zero that is in the fool um, tarot uh, card as well. And it's just so funny that we've pulled an archetype card, but it's totally <laughs> a major arcana card of the tarot. So wow. that's really funny. Uh, but they feel, and the, the, this deck is bilingual. The um, tarot in the pandemic revolution is bilingual. So uh, actually in larger font, it says la luna, which gives you that back, that root word of, of the moon, luna, uh, lunacy. And I feel like there's definitely a strong uh, relationship between the powers of the moon here and the fool with its double moons in its name of the fool there, the double zeros, double O's, and the double twos we have uh, in, in 2022. So this is very interesting patterns. There's a lot of ooh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, it, it's gonna be a year of ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Two, ooh. Okay, so ooh. Before, before we wrap this up, I do have to, um, throw another archetype in um, because numerologically, and I'm sure today everyone's talking about the lover's card because we oh, had right. Hierophant um, was last year and now we have the lovers, which sure, I mean, I think that's a card a lot of people get stoked to have come up in a reading. Um, so that is, there's gonna be some stuff happening at night. That's my first impression little foolery happening at night because we have the <laughs> nighttime we got the lovers and we got the fool who is not not romantic but what I will bring up um if we're going to take the lover's card literally which we don't you know have to but it's the first thing people usually do um the fool um in its nature comedy um not taking yourself so seriously um, frequently humor is a way to, it's a path to intimacy and it can be, um, the fool as a, as an archetype and the fool within people. And I think everyone has a little bit, everyone can be funny, um, whether it's, you know, whatever type of humor, but it is, uh, it's a foil, you know, it gets in, it can create intimacy in a way that's just very comfortable, because there's a childlike aspect to it. And um, I think mm -hmm. frequently people connect um, in a romantic and in just a general relational sense through humor, like through not taking ourselves so seriously. Um, so that is, at least on the relational front, I think <clears throat> that's, those are three cards that are like, oh, that's fascinating. Now that's, mm -hmm. we're in, put the lovers in here with the fool and the moon. Um, that means maybe we're getting to our truths by not taking ourselves so seriously yeah. and having a lighter energy. Um, and there's something wild about the fool. They're risk takers. Um, and on the downside, you know, they go overboard. You know what I mean? Like there's two, <laughs> they're not, you know what I mean? So I think our, our next podcast, when we discuss this in depth, um, we're going to come back with a lot of really interesting things and ideas and resources so absolutely and the other thing i'm remembering about the lovers card is that it's it also doesn't necessarily deal directly with love or romantic love but it also deals with choices there's often a figure in the center of the card who's having to choose uh two different ways or two different from two different lovers oh that's right and, the marseille especially and 
Yeah. And so it's interesting that, you know, after the uncertainty of the moon path and the, you know, the childlike play and openness to the universe that the the fool has that in the end, there's still uh, choices that we have to make and, and steps that we have to go, you know, take and go down um, that have real impact. Uh, So I think that's an interesting I almost want to say sobering wrap up to the the first two is that, um, but it's done. I think it is done through love that those we may not know for certain, certain things, um, but that we, we have to make a choice and we make it with love. I like it. I like it. And the, um, the, I think the lover's card is one that has a pretty diverse um, selection of the way it gets depicted. And um, I know I've seen a lot of lovers cards have like a big sun or a big moon in the background and the Rider weight has an angel, you know, temperance or, you know, the angel is there, um, over overseeing all of it. So, um, it is relationships to our own masculine and feminine, the relationship to the greater, um, you know, the elevated. So you can think of the angel as, is the you know spirit soul realm of us um so yeah it's it's super it's super rich so i am totally intrigued at what our listeners have to um reflect on with us about the lovers the year of the lovers tarot but also the relationship of the moon and now the fool which for my job makes it easier because the fool is also in the tarot so um <laughs> Yeah. And I've just spread out those three, um, uh, just from this one deck, which is, it's nice to, to do that with, uh, one particular deck. So, uh, and any listener can also do this with your deck of choice. And we've had so many good ones we've been exposed to this year, the tarot of curious creatures and, um, the, the star, uh, oh, wandering, wow. star, yeah. wandering star deck. And, uh, so, you know, uh, with your deck of choice, you can lay out uh, if you'd like to join with us on the archetypal reading here. Uh, archetypal tarot reading is find the moon, find the fool, and find the lovers and put them side by side. So it's it's quite fun to see those three together. Excellent. Well, um, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm not a. Um, the new year is a big deal because there is collectively we have energy to move forward. We're facing now our second year in a pandemic in a couple months um and you know climate stuff happening with the planet so um i'm really looking forward to working with these archetypes and as the they have bubbled up from the collective unconscious with us to see how we can utilize them um moving forward so i'm excited a little trepidatious Um, But I look forward to our next conversation where after we've had some time to kind of dig deep and see what's um, see what's come back. Sounds great. Well, uh, as always, a joy to join with you on drawing cards for the new year. And it's always very fruitful, full of reflection. So, yeah. So um, it's a it's great time for reflecting on those beginnings. So uh, have a wonderful new year, start to your new year, and we will, we will be back again together sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Yes. All right. Aloha. Aloha.
Thank you for listening. We know you could have done something else with the last 23-ish minutes of your life, but we're so glad that you spent it with us. Stay in touch with us and let us know what you thought of our focus cards for 2022. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Tarot Podcast, and our email is tarotpodcast at gmail.com. And as ever, big, big thanks to our patrons, Peter, Joro, Janet, Richard, Juniper, and Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. We appreciate our patrons and their support. You can find out more about the fabulous benefits of being one of these amazing humans by becoming a patron. Visit tiny.cc slash tarotpodcast. This podcast is produced by Both End Media, and our theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha.